Welcome to the virtual church with Victory Bible Church International, Love Sanctuary Takradi, where Jesus is exalted and His love demonstrated. Now, the sermon. This morning, I want you to get ready to sing some hymns as we receive the ministry of Reverend Daniel Sam. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, put your hands, pee on your feet. Let's receive. Reverend Daniel Sam, as he, he comes to bless us for the first time in this auditorium, put your hands together, receive Reverend Sam. We know who will sing, so we are ready. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's good to be up here. I requested the choir to help me. I'm sure they are not prepared. First of all, let me take this opportunity to thank God for the opportunity he's giving me to speak to his people this morning. A very short and important topic in Christianity. And this topic runs through right from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It was discussed during creation. It was discussed during uh, creation of man, building of the Tower of Babel. It was discussed when Nehemiah was building the walls of Jerusalem. It was discussed when Jesus Christ was about to leave the earth. He offered a special prayer for us. And then when the Holy Ghost came, that was also present. And the topic is unity. Unity or oneness. And there is this hymn I want to sing for us, us all to understand this topic. And it's MHB 
Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this morning. This morning we are here to talk about the virtue you left us. To still uphold, protect, and defend. The message of the cross you gave unto us. We pray that you have your own way. Speak through me, prepare our hearts, and let us receive of thee this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. First, I will try to define the word unity. And then we will go to what the Bible says about the word unity. When we go to the Oxford Dictionary, unity is defined as the state of being in agreement and working together or the state of being joined together to form one unit. Here we see the word agreement, and then we also see working together. And then when we go to Genesis 11, verse 6, Genesis 11, verse 6, it reads, and the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is the only beginning of what they will do. And anything that they, purpose, they propose to do will not, will not be impossible for them. Will not be, will, will now be no, will not be impossible. Anything they plan to do will not be impossible for them to do. That is what Genesis tells us. Then we go to Psalm 
the background to this very verse is when, after the flood, God scattered the sons of Noah uh, to go and then disperse and then populate the earth. Instead of they dispersing and then populating the world, they rather decided to stay at a particular place and then build a tower towards heaven. And the reason why they decided to do this was that they wanted to make names, name for themselves. And then also they were afraid that they may be scattered over the whole earth. And God, in his wisdom, saw that this thing these people were doing, because they were one, they had one language, and then they have planned to accomplish that. God confessed in Genesis eleven six that once they began to do this, because they are one, Nothing will stop them from accomplishing this task. So in verse 7, we saw the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, say, Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. Here, God is also teaching us that you can unite, but then if the aim or the motive for which you are uniting is not of him, he will come down to confuse your language. He will come to bring division, to make sure the motive will not be accomplished. So the verse 6, God is trying to let us know that Though the sons of Noah would have completed the tower because they were united and had the same language, though their motives were wrong, they were in the disobedience to God, God is telling us that there is power in unity. Now, this morning we all saw how the choir sang wonderfully because the keyboards were united they were using the same key because the drama also assisted them and then the auto the various parts they were playing their role effectively we all saw the presence of God in this church this morning. 
Nini na disaster there. Osando bi biara mori ye won free nature no. Ori ye na nini na onye koneze onye nisa. Nini anu mnusu no. Demro biara nze ten na mesi mwati tinafan. Ona mduro tonyum niti no. Oma ma ye nina ye disaster there. Erasine nini misani ye video mwana pe. Again, we are all seated nicely because when we came in, the ushers directed us to particular seats to sit on for the service to go on. Imagine if we had agreed with, we had disagreed with them. The place would not be in order as we see this morning. So all God is trying to communicate to us this morning is that there is power in unity. There is power in oneness. Now, because God knows the importance of unity in pushing the Great Commission, in pushing his divine agenda forward, he laid down some principles for us to follow. So that we will not go out of the way. And these principles, we can find them in Ephesians 4, 3 to 6. We we'll all read together. Ephesians 4, 3 to 6. I read. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of unity. Make every effort to keep, please, the first three again. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit. The spirit is talking about the Holy Spirit. We are in his dispensation as we speak. Through the bond of unity. The next verse. Okay. For there is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called. It's Next. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Amen. So we are being asked to make every effort to keep the bond of unity among Christians, among the Christian, the Christian brethren. And what God is recommending to us is that as Christians, we are one body. We are one body. Christ is the head of the body and we as Christians, we make up the various parts 
of the body. And then it goes on to say, one spirit for us to continue to speak the same language, for us to continue to, to be one, have a unified front, and then push the kingdom agenda forward. We all have to get it right that we make up one body. And like First Corinthians 12, verse 12, it says that you can't tell me that because you are the leg, you are not part of the body. Because you have the ear, you are not part of the body. If you do that, being part of the body of Christ, you reduce the efficiency of the whole body. It's in the hand, one spirit. You cannot tell me you are consulting Mammon and I'm consulting Holy Spirit. We come here, there will be confusion all over. That is why it's recommended to us the principle, foundational principle of the Christianity is that we all operate with one spirit, with the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to tell us that we have one hope. One hope. And what is that hope? The hope of salvation. The hope of eternal life. When we are done with this world, God, Jesus said, is going to heaven, is going, is going to prepare a place for us. Many mansions will be there for us to occupy. So one hope that we all have is that one day, one day, when we are out of this world, we are going to heaven. We have eternal life. The next is we have one Lord. That is our Jesus Christ, our Savior. We have one Lord. We don't have different Lord, Lords. We don't have separate Lords. If we allow different Lords to come in, it brings division amongst us. I want to read Mark 12:29. Mark 12:29. It reads, "O hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." This is to confirm that we all work under one Lord. Israel won't say eradicate anywhere. Ne radin or your quoting easy. That's the Uran or your back home. And then, faith. We have one faith. Our faith is in the God, the one and only God, the creator of the universe, and not in any other God. That is what the principle that they've laid for us. 
for us to be Christians, for us to be able to be united and move forward. We all have to have the same language, the same speech, that we have one faith. You don't operate in a different faith. I operate in a different faith, and we come together. We come together, it will be chaos, and it will bring division. So it was recommended to us as the foundational principle that we all have one faith. And as is stated in Hebrews 11.6, says without faith, without that one faith, it's impossible to please God. The last but one is we all undergo one baptism. Daddy, I believe this morning, those who came early, uh, uh, Daddy spoke on baptism. It's one baptism. And the last is that we all have one God. First Corinthians 8 6. Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ. Through whom all things came and through whom we live. Amen. So it means that if you don't accept this, then it means living, having everlasting life, is not your portion. So in Ephesians 4, Three to six, we are admonished to make every effort to uphold this foundational Christian principle. It's you efficiency. And that is a very important aspect of our Christian life. It unites us. It's it binds us together. Imagine you come here and you, you believe that there is a different God apart from the Lord that uh, Sofa Samoa is saying. Everything that he's saying, you will not take it. Imagine you come here and Sofa is operating with the Holy Spirit and you operate with the different spirit. We will not flow. We will not, uni- will not be united. There will be division. And then whenever... There is division, the flow, the move of God is diminished. And then it reduces the blessings that God has for us in a particular meeting. That is why 
we have been asked for us to have one speech, for us to be united and move forward. We need to always have at the back of our mind that we have one body, we have one spirit, we have one hope, we have one Lord, we have one faith, we have one baptism, we have one God, and one Father. Right. Now that we are done with the foundational principle, let's go to the importance of unity. Why is Jesus Christ, why is God recommending unity to us? We see that if we have unity, it attracts God's anointing, it, it brings God's presence, it brings God's favor, and whenever God's anointing is present, yokes are broken, we receive blessings from him, and it makes our life better. Let's read some 1, 1. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. Continue. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the color of his robes. It is as if the dune of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessings, even life forevermore. So this tells us that when there is unity, the blessings of God flows. The next is the important another importance of unity is that it gives us strength as the body of Christ as Christians and also it helps us to be productive. And it helps us to achieve more. To achieve more because if, let's say, I'm supposed to weed the backyard alone, the number of days it will take me will be more than if I partner with you and then we decide to weed. We'll take lesser time. So if we unite, if we are more, we are able to be more productive and then get this done faster. Right. 
that is why always daddy encourage them once you attend this church make sure you belong to one of the groups we have choir we have the ushers we have the media team we have the car park attendant we had a lot of groupings here you need to join hands, be part, and help all of us push the ministry of God forward. Amen. Let's read Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. Let's say maybe reading the back with you. If I'm done, maybe I take $500,000. And then there we have a lot of such plots available. And I decide to do it alone. Maybe I may take three days to do this. But if you come, we may use one day. We'll go for another one, another $50,000, another $50,000. You see, that we'll be making more than if I decide to do it alone. I was asking you, Peter, what do I wait for? Fifty thousand. Right, so this is what God is encouraging to us. Wherever you find yourself, unity will move you forward. Unity will cause you to achieve more. Unity and then another importance of unity that it helps us to sustain what has been handed over to us or continue in that good good things that were handed to us by previous uh, leaders, handed to us forefathers, handed to us by our partners, or whoever has given us uh, something good that we are handling now. If we keep unity, paramount as paramount, we'll be able to sustain and then also continue in the good works that they handed over to us. Let's read Matthew 12:35. Matthew 12:35. Matthew 
The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. Is that a scripture? I don't think so. No, what I have, maybe, it may be. Well, all I'm trying to communicate is a house that is divided against itself will surely fall. A house. 25, 25, 12, 25. So, let me, let me put on my, guys, I'm struggling. I need to hire a lawyer at this stage. So, all we are saying is, daddy, let's say daddy requests that we come to church at, nine, at 8. But then the choir decide to come at 9. Ushers decide to come at 9.30. Do we think that which God has, laid, God has laid on the heart of daddy to do impart knowledge unto us every morning, 6, 8 a.m., so that when the challenging times come, we can use that to battle? Do you think that mission will be accomplished? If we are divided, we can never accomplish our mission. We can never attract the blessings of God. We can never attract the grace of God upon our lives. For us to continue to maintain the love that we have on us, love sanctuary. For us to maintain the excellent spirit of daddy. For us to maintain the sikafor that you go all around, sikafor asor that everybody refer us to. Let's embrace unity wherever we find ourselves. Now we've discussed the principles, we have discussed the importance. Because it is a good virtue, unity, you will always have enemies coming at you. There is the need for us to guard against unity because enemies will come. So let's look at some few hindrances to unity. Number one on the list is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Colossians 3 verse 13. 
bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. When you want to in your dream, now I will tell you that 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 I will as long as we are humans, as long as we stay together, as long as we are working together, we will wrong each other. We will wrong each other. But then the master is admonishing us that, yes, it will come. But then we should try and bear with one another. Let us forgive when you are offended. Forgive, let it go. And that is when we will receive the blessings of God. And you see, in most times, those who offend you, those who hurt you, those who wrong you, at times they don't even realize they've done what you think they've done to you. Oh yeah, but her now one now wa from one. One example when you be a wait here one now answer the wa from one. Once you be hurting, they are free enjoying elsewhere. But wait here one do mentally the year no. No one wait it down and then we see what baby. That is why the master is recommending that we bear with each other. When I wrong you, you forgive me. Draw my attention in love, and then forgive me. And then let's move forward. Push the agenda of the master forward. But if we refuse to forgive, unforgiveness, when it's prolonged, it tends to bitterness. And as daddy wrote in his book, bitterness is like you drinking the poison and expecting the one who offended you to die. Now, Demre, yes, of him in book, Unokur, watch your woman, Osede, Wakande, Ayoti, Ashobinuma. Now, Otsidama, or why is your no anume would you? Bitterness is deadly. It reduces your efficiency as a team player, and we all lose big time when you harbor bitterness in you. For you know you are the one whom prophecy comes through you. You are the one who's supposed to minister to us for us to receive the desires on our heart. But then because of bitterness, you know, be operate to full capacity and we'll lose out on our blessing. Let's read Ephesians 4. Verse 31 and 32. Ephesians 4, 31, 32. 
Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Amen. The third hindrance to unity which we have to guard against is jealousy. You see, God called us individually. And he's given every one of us, each and every one of us, a special gift to build the kingdom of God or to build the church of God. And to that gift or talent he's given you, he's given you a special grace for you to excel and operate in that very gift. So the first thing is, the most important thing, that's what I see, the most important after being born again is to know why God called you heavenward. Because imagine you are going to write an exam and the questions will the questions will come from maybe heat energy, maybe simple machines. Oh. And then you go and learn a gamma lizard. You go and learn toad. You, you get I'm missing syllabosono. Question now about tono. You don't have anything to write. It's a thing and you get me. So, when it comes to gifting, Prophet Ado is operating in the gift of prophecy. That might not be your area. Don't go and envy him. Don't go and jealous him because he has a special grace to operate and excel in that area. So that so far the hasn't been for two. Erazi Adam na Chesa Otumna Odini Juma won't come say Jumenimo. Ho on ya will be a razi, wadum wa chesi. Inti mama mama in kwachina chesi wunum kum and as we in cabin, they be that. Another is let's say Minister Eben Awachi. Good in singing, good in ministration. That is not your area. Don't go and force yourself. Because if you force yourself to be there, you will fail. You will not last. But then if you identify the reason why God called you, the talent God has given to you, and you operate in it, the grace is already available. You excel. Oh, yeah. Today, I'm brother. Eben, Mesima Otto knew me. Well, who not do much as No, you need more. Who will sing for me? 
Nanyi pakonu wabotu fefefeo. Nyawu nekotue. Nya onunu wadu mna chazin. Onunu nekotue. Amen. Amen. So I pray to God that if you have not identified your gift, God will help you identify it. Open your eyes to see why he has called you heavenward. And then the grace is already available for you to excel in that gift. So the encouragement is that let's do away with this jealousy. It will not help us to be a united force to fight. Let me bring these practical illustrations. Let's look at United Arab Emirates. Dubai. Everybody wants to go there. United Kingdom. Look at United States of America. Everybody wants to go there. Everybody wants to visit there. Why? Because they are united. The principles that their forefathers, those who went after them, left for them to follow, they are still upholding it high. They are making every effort to hold it high. And even if you are a president and you go against it, they will drag you to the law court. They will drag you to the law court. Arab and Kabum man, American Kabum crew, on English United, United, Obisukada Manchester United. Abra Asna So that is the importance of unity. Tiarka and Kabuma, no Fasubi on is very key in our Christian work. When you come to the family as couple, man, wife, and husband, we need it. When it comes to business, you and your partners, what you write down as the condition agreement for you to succeed in that business, you all make sure you stick to that agreement. And then when it comes to church, we come together as one. Everybody brings his gift on board, brings what you can do best on board, so that together we can push the work of God forward. We'll end by taking a deep retrospective of ourselves. Is it, is it your mother who has offended you? Is it your father who has offended you and you are still unforgiving? You are still holding, bearing that grudge against your mother? Is it your son who has wronged you and you are not prepared to forgive him? Is it your pastor who has said something you didn't like, and because of that, if you see him coming this way, you take the other way. That's not what the Bible is recommending to us. It's saying we should forgive as the Lord forgave us so that we can make progress in life.
so that we can receive more, so that we can accomplish more. Let's close our eyes. Let's see one And then whoever comes to mind that has wronged you, has offended you, be it your, in your business, at your workplace, the team you work with, even in church, whoever has wronged you. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And pray shortly and ask God to help you release that person from our heart. And I believe after you have done that, God will restore all the blessings that is hanging. us grace to let go any hindrance that prevents us from being united and give us the grace to make every effort to stay united as families as church as business partners in Jesus mighty name I pray with thanksgiving Amen Amen Hallelujah. You changed my destiny with the awesome price you paid. Now I can say. Thank you for listening. Follow us on YouTube and on Facebook at Prosper Asamoah for more of these teachings. God bless you.